0: Jim Rohn once said, The challenge of leadership is to be strong but not rude. Be kind but not weak. Be bold but not bully. Be thoughtful but not lazy. Be humble but not timid. Be proud but not arrogant. Have humor but without folly. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss how to stay humble In the age of arrogance. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Before we dive into the content today, I wanted to quickly highlight a workshop that we have been getting some tremendous feedback from. The workshop is designed to help leaders navigate crucial conversations. If you've been in leadership any length of time, you know that these crucial conversations are necessary. And I would also tell you that if you're not having crucial conversations, navigating the tough conversations, then you're probably not leading well. There's a host of reasons as to why leaders don't do this well. Whenever you're not getting the results that you want, it's likely an important conversation either hasn't happened or hasn't been handled properly. The fact is, is that both individual and organizational success are largely determined by how quickly, directly, and effectively we speak up when it matters the most. At the heart of every healthy and high-performance organization are leaders that are willing and they're able to have crucial conversations. This was something that I had to learn the hard way early on. I just thought everybody was going to do it the way that I did it. Here's what I found out. As leaders, our job is to be like the airplane pilot. You know, the airplane wants to go off course. It wants to go far left. It wants to go far right. And literally, what an airplane pilot does is it just makes small adjustments along the way to get us to our destination. Isn't that a lot like leadership? Those small adjustments could be the critical conversations that you're missing. In the Crucial Conversations workshop, we provide leaders the skills to step into disagreement rather than over or around it, and turn that disagreement into dialogue, to improve relationships, and to improve results. To learn more about this workshop or to book your workshop, email us. Email us at Jeff at Jeffhancher.com. Put the words "Crucial Conversations/podcast." in the subject line, to get a free gift from our online shop once the workshop is booked. Okay, let's dive into today's content. You know, this is one I'm going to try not to get too passionate about because it is a subject that really gets my blood boiling, uh, gets the blood pressure up a little bit. And we're going to talk about the age of arrogance. Are, Are you an arrogant leader? Are you a are you listener? Are you arrogant? Of course you're not. Of course you're not. The truth is that you you aren't the one that gets to decide if you're arrogant. You know, we don't get to decide whether we're a good leader or not. We don't get to decide whether we're arrogant or not. I think there's something to be said about self-awareness, but I think we can also mislead ourselves. Our people really decide if we're a good leader or not, don't they? Our people really decide whether we are arrogant or not, right? Leadership, what we know about it is no matter what level of leadership that you're on, leadership is linked to power. And power can be linked with arrogance. I believe that most leaders are positive people and they want to use their power and their influence for good. Most people don't start out in their leadership journey with a goal to become arrogant, but it happens. You've probably seen this happen. You've probably maybe been on the journey with people, and when they started out, they were caring, they were heartfelt, you know, they were passionate about people, then all of a sudden they got a platform, they got a couple more spotlights on their face, and they turned into this arrogant person. That doesn't make you a bad person, but it does make you misled, and it will affect your leadership potential. Every leader has to answer this critical question. How will I use my leadership power? So what do you think? What do you think, listener? How should leaders use power? How do leaders protect against becoming arrogant? How do leaders make sure that they stay humble? Because for most of us, that's what we started. That's how we started. That's what we said we were going to be, was a leader of humility and high impact. And maybe this spotlight got the best of us. Maybe that that org chart that grew got the best of us. It's important to acknowledge that leadership involves the use of power to drive results. And I think this goes without saying. We have to use some level of our leadership ability and this authority that we have to drive results. That's why we're leaders. In fact, a leader is deemed successful or unsuccessful based on their consistency in getting these results. You know, John Maxwell talks about this in his five levels of leadership. Level three is results, which tells us, We have to get results. As leaders, if we don't get results and we're trying to build our leadership brand on relationships alone, it's probably going to be short-lived. We do need results, and we're graded on that as leaders. We're graded as being successful or unsuccessful based off of the consistency and the sustainability of our results. As a leader grows in this effectiveness that they get and this influence that they have, the more power they are given to affect what? Even bigger results. That's at the essence of why we grow in leadership, to make bigger impact, to drive bigger results. Somebody looks at us and says, they can help us in a bigger way. Boom, promotion, boom, more influence, whatever it might be. However, if you take a moment and you think about the leaders that you admire most, they're likely those who use power in a way that best serves the interests of their people and teams that they're charged with leading. The challenge is, though, as a leader grows in power, the more susceptible they become to arrogance. A contributing factor is that as a leader rises through the ranks, they become subject to less direct oversight. And it becomes more tempting and easier to hide. You don't have this oversight. You don't have people telling you what to do. You know, the org chart gets a lot more narrow at the top. And so you become the person in charge. And there's a lot less oversight, so a lot of your crimes can be hidden. When leaders abuse their power, it's often because they're convinced they won't get caught. So what are some of the signs of this misuse of power? I thought you'd never ask. Isn't it an important question? Because if you don't have this awareness you have to have the mirror put up in front of you if this is you so what are some of those signs the key the key to this for yourself or if you're leading others quite frankly is that you're you're growing and you're observing behaviors are you growing as a leader are the people that you're leading if you're a leader of leaders are they growing are you observing your behaviors leader Or if you're a leader of leaders, are you observing the behaviors of those that you're leading that are in leadership roles? As you rise to these new heights, I want to give you some behaviors to watch out for and to think about. So here's some questions, and we'll put these up in the show notes for you, so maybe you can run through these with your team as well. Here's some of those questions to observe your behaviors. Are you learning from others as well? Are you learning from other people? Are you, are you still inquisitive as if you have not yet arrived? Do you ask for help and guidance? Do you show humility and ask for the input of other people? How's your scorecard so far, leader? How we doing? How we doing? Have you dedicated yourself to developing your direct reports? empowering these folks, and creating opportunities for development? Or has your ego taken over? Have you become territorial and you focus on your own objectives and you forget about the big picture altogether? Do you become jealous of other people's successes? Do you use intimidation as a shortcut to getting people to move? This intimidation is like when you're the leader and you have the voice and you have the microphone and you have the stage and somebody does something, whether it's questioning your authority or they make a mistake or things didn't go perfectly and you just blast them publicly, you belittle them in front of everybody. If that's you, there's a sign that you are are battling with some arrogance. You may not be able to answer these questions candidly because you might not see it. Just like you don't know when your own breath stinks, you might need somebody to tell you. Isn't it amazing too that we could have the stinkiest breath and our nose is literally like an inch from our mouth and we don't even know? Somebody's got to tell us. Sometimes in leadership, we need that person around us that says, hey man, your breath stinks, bro. You got to get this fixed. What you need to do... You need to find a trusted confidant that will help you uncover your blind spots. Ask yourself this question, leader, as we're talking about this. Do you want to lead or do you want to rule? Because leadership is focused on serving other people. And rulership is about having people serve you. A uh, kiss the ring kind of mentality, if you will. Rulership at its best, though, it will get you compliance. Leadership will get you engagement that will multiply your efforts. And I think it goes without saying that the best way to avoid arrogance is to be the complete opposite of arrogance, which is to be humble. So how do we become leaders of humility? How do we go about that? How can we become intentional? Here's a few tips that I want to give you that's going to allow you to be more intentional about becoming a leader of humility. The first one that I would challenge you to do to become a leader of humility is ask questions. Don't go off pretending like you know everything, you don't. So don't be afraid to ask questions that might reveal your ignorance about a subject. Asking questions is the best way to show that you don't have all the answers. Matter of fact, you probably have a lot of knowledge. Ask questions anyway. What this does is it engages people and it lets them know that you're willing to ask and you're willing to have a level of vulnerability. The second thing I would tell you to do is show your scars. People want to be led by leaders who are seasoned because that's how wisdom is gained. People need to know about the mistakes that you've made and how they can learn from them. They need to know that even good leaders screw up. I mean, isn't it true if you're listening today? and you're a leader, that you have some leadership scars, those scars are probably there from mistakes that you made. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could tell somebody, listen, I remember when I was at your tenure. I remember when I was in your shoes. I remember making some of those mistakes, and I got to tell you, this is the mistake I made. This is what I learned from it, and this is how you can avoid that from happening to you. Doesn't this scream humility? The next thing is, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. Too many leaders default to getting people around them that are merely minions. Instead, build your team with people who will lift everyone up, including you. If you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. So many leaders are so insecure about getting people around them that are better than them, smarter than them, faster than them, whatever it might be. Well, why is that? Well, because they might steal the limelight. They might actually take my job and I can't have that. And so I'm just going to suppress the man. I'm just going to get people around me that are minions and, and, and they're, they're not at my level. That way, I can always be in charge. That's ruling out of fear, and it is ruling. It's not leading, and you are doing a disservice to your organization. The next thing I would tell you to do is to be open to feedback. How are you ever going to know as a leader if you're any good at leading if you don't get feedback from the people that you're leading? Here's an activity that you should try as a leader. Send an email to your boss, a couple of your peers, and all your direct reports and ask them three questions. Question one, what do they see as your leadership strengths? Question two, what suggestions do they have for improving your leadership? And question three, what resources can they recommend to leverage your strengths and help improve your leadership? They may be shocked to get the email and frankly you may be shocked at how they respond. Regardless, you have just told your organization that you value feedback. Jeff, that's not me. I think that's going to show that I'm weak. Why would I want to hear from anybody else? I got this thing on lock. Suit yourself. But here's what I'm telling you this type of transparency and humility, you will absolutely reap the benefits. Lastly, what I'll tell you is say thank you. It's arrogant to not acknowledge the good work of those who are actively contributing to your success. If you're one of those leaders who thinks, why should I thank them for what they're getting paid to do? Then you're exactly the person who needs to say thank you more often. That ship has sailed. That is not the world we're in. It's, not only is it the wrong thing to do as a human being, it's not good for business. So, even if you don't care about the moral fabric of who you are, I'm here to tell you as a business consultant, it's not good business. It's really good business to endear people, to engage people, and to let them know that what they're doing matters and that you appreciate it. So, in closing, it's very important to remember that there is a very fine line as a leader between projecting confidence. And being arrogant. But if you remember to keep the factors that we spoke about today in mind, you will be well on your way to inspiring your team to achieve unprecedented levels of greatness. People may have to work for a leader with arrogance, but they don't want to let down a leader with humility. Isn't there a difference in those two things? Don't you want to be a leader that people just don't want to let down? Your culture and your leadership legacy. Are counting on it. Stay humble and never forget that you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.